0: Truly, there is none like our Christ. Yes? Amen to that. Thank you, worship team. As usual, we were thrilled and uplifted. Before uh, we look at the word of God today, I would like to share something with you. And I'd like to recognize this young lady here amongst us. You know, I'm impressed always with achievements, especially at college, schools. All of you this year finished school, right? Good, wonderful. But one stands out today, and I'd like to recognize her. Are you with me? Okay. And uh, Rachel. Yang. Yeah. Rachel. Went to Cornell this year, right? And she finished the first year. And her mom wrote me this little note. I want to share it with you. Rachel just received her score for last semester. And she got straight A's for all of the five classes again for the last semester. That's college, guys. Amen. I don't know. Education touches me a lot. She received a congratulatory email from the professor of financial accounting that she is the only one to get the perfect score on financial accounting out of the 233 students. And her score was 108%. Let's give her a hand here. Amen. And Lynn me, said, she asked me to thank you both, Sylvia and I, since she watched our church online, real time, from Cornell, every Sunday, and maybe Wednesdays if she can, and Mondays. And she prays a lot at school. Our church is her home, and we all love you a lot. Rachel, would you stand up? We want to give you a hand. Come on. Come on. We're all proud of her. I'm sure her mother is very proud of her and her sister, too. This is a great achievement. This is only the first year. She has four more, three more years to go. Right. And then on to medical school. How about that? All right. Young people who are going, still are going to uh, high school. And those who are being trained at home and home school. This is your goals. Is to achieve. Is to achieve a high grade at school. Wherever you want to be. You can be when you put your heart in it. Amen. Do it. And go. I will encourage you. And pray for you. And may the Lord bless you. Well. That's the commercial. (laughs) Good commercial. G-rated, thank God. (laughs) Today, I struggle in delivering this message, because I'm looking around, and I'm sad. I'm sad. Last week I delivered a message and shared it with you about our country and what we need to do and how much we should pray as church. And the churches, all of them because I respect that. May the Lord bless every church that preaches the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. May the Lord bless every pastor who stands and says Jesus Christ is Lord. May God bless them. May God bless each and everyone. We need to stand up nowadays. And I was talking to my dear friend Daryl before we came into the uh, hall here. And I told him, it is a sad situation. We don't know what to do. But we have something that touches and lifts our hearts. We look at the Lord Jesus Christ and cry, Lord Come and take us to be with you. That's our only hope. We don't have hope here. And the Lord, since the beginning of the world, since the beginning of the world, He did not want you and me to put our hope in anything but the Lord Jesus Christ. And our hope, as we studied about three weeks ago, our Bible study, our hope is His second coming. And we live for that. And today, if... You want to give a, a after I finish my message, you give it a title. But I think the title should be the testing of our faith. The testing of our faith. And I found a very good message, a very good uh, verse that has been on my heart since quite some time. Romans 8:37 that says. In all these things, everything Paul wrote, he, many things were happening. Many things he was experiencing. Many things he went through. But he put them all together and said, on all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We are bun, not, we're not a bunch of defeated Christians here. I want to tell you something. We are victorious Because we have the greatest leader on our side. The Lord Jesus Christ. We're not serving a dead Christ. We are serving a living Savior. We don't belong to some uh, dead person who led his people and went and he is in the grave. We are followers of a living Christ who is Tomb is empty and he lives in our hearts forever and ever. This is where we are today. And our test, our faith is being tested and has been tested. And many Christians today in many churches, they are spiritually tired. And I don't blame them. They feel that the world's problems are so great that they cannot have a realistic Impact on anything, especially when they look at the world, oh, at this world. And you know what? When you think about it, really, there is nothing new under the sun. This world that we say it's really rotten, wicked, evil, it's not, there's nothing new. I have news for you. It's nothing new. Look what God said about about the world during Noah's plate. Noah's, you know, four thousand years ago. He said, he, he he said, the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on earth. Can you believe that? And that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. What's the difference between then and now? Tell me. What's the difference? There is no difference whatsoever. Man is man. Rotten. Excuse me. Rotten. Wicked. Eventually, he is thinking of evil. And people are perplexed. Quiet your hearts. Don't get perplexed. Don't be as surprised... Nothing should be surprising to you or me. We know our book. We know our Bible. And we know the devil himself that he is going to test us day and night. And since the Lord allowed us to look at this verse that that happened, and he spoke about it in Genesis 6-5. It brought to my attention a man who lived then. And you know who lived then? Noah, right? I like personalities. I like study about personalities. We study about Enoch. We study about Barzillai. Do you still remember his name? And I like to look a little bit at Enoch. How he handled this situation during those days. So we can follow that ourselves. And take, take heart that we are not alone. And you know one thing. In, uh, if you have your Bibles. Open to the book. To the gospel of Matthew. Chapter 24. Here we go. Verse 37, I believe. Lord Jesus, verse 36, was talking to the disciples and telling them the signs of the end of times. And he said in 36, of that day, when I will come back, of that day and hour, no one knows. Not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son. Jesus Christ will receive orders from the Father, He says, go down. But the Father alone. Now, listen to this. For the coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of what? Noah. Can you believe? It's the Lord who's referring to that. And what happened during the days of Noah? Noah. For as in those days, which were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, they were marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark. Is there any change? Do you you see any change? Since 4,000 years ago, almost? It's the same. Man is man. His heart is the same. And the Bible says about the heart of man is wicked and he cannot produce anything. Noah, he's mentioned by the Lord. And now, turn with me a little bit over to Peter, the gospel of Peter. Here he is. Second Peter chapter 2. Verse 5, Ed will project it, he's talking about God did not spare, he did not spare the evil people, the false prophets. In verse 1, in verse 4, he did not spare angels, angels who got so proud, he did not spare them, he threw them out. And in verse 5, he did not spare the ancient world, the whole creation. He did not spare it, but preserved who? Noah. Noah. Ah, what a preacher of righteousness. With seven others, his family and their husbands, when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly. You know, church, we're living in the end of times. Period. Do not lose heart. Do not fret. And whatever is happening around us is for the testing of our faith. And we face challenges, don't we? Some people call them difficulties. In the place I used to work, and we, we were not supposed to say difficulties or obstacles. We can always say challenges. We have to be positive, right? Challenges. You're facing challenges. I think each and every one of us is facing some challenges. I don't want to be politically correct. Let's call it difficulties. <laughs> Let's call it obstacles. Let's call it sometimes heart wrenching situations. And how do we, how are we to face them? How are we to face them? Let's go to Noah. He was living in a, in a world exactly like our world. That even God Could not look at people anymore. God himself. And he told Noah. In verse 5. Of Genesis. The beginning. The beginning. Of. He says. Listen Noah. In chapter. I'm I'm sorry. Chapter 5. Noah. Let's move on. I don't need to read it all. Chapter 6. Verse 13. God said to Noah. The end of all flesh has come before me. Would it be that beautiful that all of us will be like Noah? He says, Listen, children, the end of all flesh has come before me. As it were during the days of Noah, so it shall be during the days of the Son of Man. This is our days. The end of all flesh. For the earth is filled with what? Violence. Do we have violence? Are we mourning? Those people who died. Five policemen serving the nation. Protecting you and me. They were slain. Is that violence? Many people are dying from violence. Many people are shot today. Just murders everywhere. And the earth is filled with violence. Don't correct me. I will not listen. Because our earth today is filled with murder and violence. We are breaking the law everywhere we look at it. And because of them, God says, I am about to destroy them and destroy all the earth. And he gave, he gave, uh, I will say, Noah, let's not say poor Noah, a mission. He gave him a mission to build an ark. And he gave him the details. And he talked to him face to face. How do we conquer, and deal with the testing of our faith. Noah, we take him, let's take him. I like, I like uh, uh, to look at people. He, he looked at it and he looked and said, this is, ungodliness is widespread. And the only way, To have victory is to obey the word of God. Number one, obey the word of God. And I don't want you to get sick of me because I always mention obedience almost every time I talk. And you know what? The secret of the Christian's victory is obedience. Regardless, regardless how close you are to God. Regardless how many times you pray, regardless if you come to all the meetings that the church has here locally, regardless of all what you do, you pay your tithing, you do good, and you are a good person at church and in society. If you are not 100 obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ, all the others mean nothing. Humanity is all utterly corrupt. And there's a man here that the Bible tells us, stay on chapter 6 of Genesis. The Bible tells us, the Lord looked and he looked and look what he saw. In verse 9. Noah was a righteous man. Blameless in all His time. And he walked with God. Not long ago, I spoke about who walked with God. Enoch. Thank you, remembering. This is what I thought that only 1% or 2% remember that. That's my, we have about 20%. Not bad, huh? Enoch. Do you know that Enoch was the great grandfather of Noah? Go check it. And we see Noah here. He walked with God. And God was pleased with him and said, I have a mission for you. I want you to build me a boat. I want you to build me an ark. Strange. Almost impossible task. To build a vessel large enough to accommodate eight human beings... And every pair of any animal available at that time. Did he question God? Did he question God? You think, he says, who am I? God, I mean, are you sure you're not talking to someone else? So many times we say, you're talking to me, and we're looking back, right? It's a joke. But, he said, are you sure? I cannot do this. I'll tell you who can do it. (sighs) He could have argued. He could have negotiated. But Lord you know I'm not an engineer. Nor a carpenter. Neither a boat builder. Here's Brad Dahl. He's a car- carpenter. He can do it. He can build the boat. Right? He could have referred him to someone else. But I don't see it. In the whole book of Genesis. That. Our friend Noah. Argued. Negotiated rejected or questioned God you want me to build a boat I'll build a boat what is your mission in the church today what kind of responsibility do you have today and every responsibility either the elder gives you or the director of music or the director of such and such gives you let me tell you one thing It's directly from God, given to you. Whatever you do in this church, don't argue about it. You will lose the blessing that God elected you to do it. He never questioned it. Though, and if you tell me, Adol, perhaps he questioned it, and the Bible did not say it. I don't know my Bible like this. Because the Bible describes all the men of God, the good, the bad, and the rest. What they did. Moses when he was called. He said no, no, no. <laughs> I cannot do it. It's recorded. Check. Exodus 3 and 4 and 5. You will see it. He said you want to send me to the people. These people in Goshen. I'm not going to go. Who shall, what shall I tell them? He said tell them I am sent you. Okay. He couldn't argue with that. He said, but let me tell you one thing else. You picked the wrong man. He looked at his background. He killed someone earlier in life, right? Okay. And more more so, he said, you know, I stutter. I cannot address them. The Lord said, Moses, I'll be with you. And here's your brother. If you want to make a speech, he will make it for you. You know one thing? If you study the rest of Moses' life, I don't think he ever stuttered after that. He led these millions of people through the desert for 40 years. For 40 years, he led them. And as a record historical records, biblical records, the greatest leader in the history of mankind. Yet we know his his failures. So, with our man Noah, he never said one word, but he accepted it. He accepted it. He said, Lord, all right, thank you for Thank you for giving me your secret. And you know what the Bible says. The secret of the Lord are for those who fear him. Look for it in the Bible. The secrets of the Lord are to those who fear him. God can speak to you and gives you his directions. And he gave him his directions. He says, that's between you and me. I am going to bring an end. And I want you to bid me. And he did not leave him in the dark. He says, here's the plan. He said, wait a minute, Lord. I am very slow here. Wait a minute. Let me get a couple of, a, a, a couple of stones so I can write all the directions you want me. And he wrote them. And he started working. But when he started working, then the test of his faith started coming. Do you think he was? and this applies to us. Do you think he was mocked? What do you say? Flood All they 've seen these people in their time is dew that's all that's how God used to uh, water the plants and water the world. The dew comes in the morning and they get up and that's it. They never saw wa- They never saw water, of course. And he says, I am going to bring a flood. Flood which means waters that is going to, to fill the whole world. They did not. Are you insane? Are you out of your mind? Noah, who gave you all this? God talked to me. And they <clears throat> mocked at him. They persecuted him. I'm sure when, he, when you get up there, sit down with him for a couple of hours. And he'll tell you all about it. And today, let me ask you a question. Uh, are you persecuted? Are you mocked? Are you laughed at? And you know what? They, you might not see it in your face, but in your back. It happens. Sometimes people challenge you. When you mention the name of Christ, people, well, you know, we don't want to hear it. But you, when you mention... Of, any other name but Jesus Christ, any other religion but Christianity, people are proud and people would listen. But if you tell them, I'm Christian, I'm born again, Jesus loves you, you have to repent from your sin, you know what's going to happen. This is our test today. We started building this church together. Many today, vacation started and many are on vacation today and some are sick. May God be with them and bless them. Soon I will be going on vacation and if everyone, I hope, will be able to do that and rest. The point of it is, the point that I want to drive through that, we will be tested everywhere we go. When you take a stand, when you are obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ, when Noah said, Okay, Lord. And Noah, what makes you do it? What is it? He said three things in my life. I heard the voice. Right? And it was the word of God himself. The, the, the word of God, the voice of God, and I have the plan of God. We've heard the voice of God, right? Right? And what did we say? Yes, Lord, we're coming. Yes, Lord, we will take the job. Yes, Lord, we will do what you want me to do. Yes, Lord, God is looking. I said it before, and this is part of me, and I'm repetitious. God loves to see, yes, men and women. We, don't, we do not argue with God. We do not question God. We do not negotiate with God. When God asks you to do something and as me to do something, let's do it. We started 40 years ago. We had many difficulties. Our faith has been tested many times. Yes or no? And we thought the boat is going to sink. God forbid. There is no boat that sinks that Jesus is in it. We have been testing. Tested. You have been tested. You might be tested at home. You might be ridiculed at your own home with your family. When you visit your relatives, they laugh at you. Here comes the Christian. Here's the crazy Christian. Allow me. Here comes the Jesus freak. Yes or no? But let me say this. They can laugh as long as they want. The ark will be completed. And who will be found inside the ark? Noah and his family. Those who obeyed God. And let them say whatever they want to say. Let your faith be tested. Let them laugh at you. Laugh at you at work. Laugh at you at school. I am encouraging people who go to school, let them laugh. Stand for Christ. Let them laugh for you, at you wherever you are. Stand for Christ. One day you'll find yourself in the boat, safe and sound, with your Savior. And He found Himself. At the end of, how, may, how long was He, was He, ridiculed? Question, how, how, how long? A year? Two years? Five years? Forty years with us here? How many? One hundred and twenty years. He started building building that boat at the age of five hundred. He lived to be nine hundred fifty. Go and study. It's good to study this life. Nine fifty. Okay. The moment he entered the ark, he was over six hundred years. And according to the history, he was one hundred and twenty years old. And no one listened to him. He preached righteousness for 120 years and no one listened. You've been preaching for two years to your family. To your relatives when you visit them or visit you. To your friends. And don't get tired. Don't get down. Don't give up. They might scheme against you. They might laugh against you. And uh, my uh, my relatives, to say, here here comes the Protestant. They call them Protestant our country. Here comes the Protestant. Okay, I'm still here, and I'm going to heaven. And the day is going to come. And he was looking, and he was looking. He said, "It's 100 now. I've been poop- I've been here 100." People have been lying to me. People have been telling me they will help me to build it. But they are not coming. But I will continue. He had his down days, of course. But he never gave up. Let me assure you of one thing. If you walk with Christ, he will never leave you. If you obey him, he will honor you. He honored him. Soon it was 120 days. Soon the call came. Enter the boat. And you know. In the word of God. The boat is symbolic of Jesus Christ. He entered the boat. And when he sat in his room. He said well I built it. Come on wife and children. We built it. And he situated everybody. And the Lord said hey. I'm going to give you seven days to situate everybody. Afterwards I'm going to start. Raining. What? Raining. And you know, the those seven days, the last days, were the most most testing days for Noah and his family.
1: We're living
0: in the last days, folks. And these are the most testing days for us all. And if when you talk with with, when you talk when we talk to each other, I've talked to so many, I said I don't think we are going to see any solution from man here on earth. The only solution is coming from God. Lord, when are you coming? Come down. Please come and take us. Suddenly, the seventh day, God came. He said, Noah, I am closing the door. There is no nub on the inside. Nub on the inside. The knob is on the outside. I'm closing. I will close and no one opens. He closed the door and guess what? Here's the faith. started raining. For 40 days, the whole world was wiped out. Are you waiting for the Lord? Are you waiting? We are in the last minutes. We are in the last days living and we are waiting for that trumpet regardless what you're facing regardless what we are facing and school children say lord come okay i don't want to go and and go to that test i don't want i don't want to go to school anymore well if the lord tarries go to school and keep going and if he comes what a great solution for you what a great solution for us for the Christians all around the world, we're waiting for that trumpet and then on our way to heaven while singing those beautiful songs, looking back at all our difficulties, all our tests, all these things that happen to test your faith and mine. All behind you. And we are sheltered under the wings of our Savior. While the world was raging outside the boat. Where was Noah? Sitting inside. Enjoying his family. And the fellowship with the Lord. And when the world is going to go. Complete destruction. Where you and I will be. In his presence. One thing different. Noah has to build the boat. To shelter him. One thing. You and I, we don't have to build our mansions. Jesus Christ is building them. And he will welcome you. And just say, oh, this is your name. Enter into the joy of your master. Are you looking for that? Have you been tested lately? I had three, four points. I'm in my first point. All the others are out the window. i'm enjoying this and i hope you are the testing of our faith noah he had the voice of god he had the word of god and he had the plan of god god is, has a plan for your wife for your life are you waiting for him and if there are any people here who are not sure that when they the, to hear the trumpet you know The only people who will hear the trumpet, the call to take us to be with him, are the saved people. And if you know you're unsaved, I will call on you this afternoon. Get saved. Get saved. Run away. Run away. Come to Jesus. Go to the ark. There's a room for you. And there's room at the cross to forgive you all your sins and give you a life. That you've never tasted before. Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads for prayers. Father, we thank you this afternoon for allowing us to have a little glimpse of your word. Give us courage. As we are tested on a daily basis. And help us, Lord, not to give up. But to say with the Apostle Paul, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I crossed the finish line. And for those who are not yet sure where they are, open their hearts and change their lives so they can taste walking with you. Dismiss us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen.